Hey everybody, this is Tyson and Logan, and you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast. It's a show that gives you a fresh look on being a father, a husband, and honestly, a man being in today's world. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thanks for subscribing and listening. Now for the show. Okay, we're recording. What's up? Dude, I was just thinking, you know who I wish I could be like? <laughs> Joe. No, not Joe Mama. No, you got to let me do it. Start no. over. No, uh, you got to say it. Say it. You know who I wish I could be like? Joe. Joe who? <laughs> Joe Mama. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Theo Vaughn. You know who Theo Vaughn is, right? I don't. Shut up. Shut the front door. No. You know who Theo Vaughn is. Not a clue. Bro, we can't be friends. Do I know who Theo Vaughn is? Yeah, you you have heard any of his like he has vir- he he is like oh, the def- yeah, I know who Theo Vaughn yeah, I just Googled I, him. I feel like you can't even describe who Theo Vaughn is. Like it doesn't make sense. It just, just he doesn't make the sense. Biggest redneck ever. No, <laughs> I mean in the sense that like his just the way his 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 brain works. Uh-huh. Like he just starts talking and he just like <laughs> I feel like he's like intrusive thoughts embodied. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just starts talking. But oh, well, man. yeah. So uh, we've done a lot of TikToks these recent past. Oh, holy cow! Can I talk? So in the past few days, we've uh, posted a few of our TikToks that we did last Monday. Yeah, a week from t- yesterday, or a week from today. Man, it's, it's been, been a week. long week. It really has a lot it's going been on. Been a week of Mondays. But with that being said, uh, we've had a lot of people really like it and some some haters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I was just talking to you, you know, offline with about that and how some people are just kind of like, why are you posting this? I'm like, you know what? Can't, not, everything can't be about beards and grooming. Sometimes we just need to just be us and it's okay. And guess what my, my response is to people like that? You can't unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that I do it just because uh, sometimes uh, I feel like people just need to relax and have some fun. And, yeah. and, and the, you know, I, I feel like uh, people need to know who I am also. Not that, that you know, what we post is who I am. Yeah. Uh, but the singing part, I think, is who I am. Yeah. Uh, when we were messing around with the singing and I threw you off and it was hilarious and Dude, I I think that there's times for being all business and there's times for like just being yourself and I think there's a they they mesh. Yeah. Copper Johns and Tyson and Tyson and Logan and Dad Bods and Beards, I think there's just this fun little like overlap there that people have come to like expect when they see me and you on a TikTok or on a on a reel or whatever. It's like, "Well, this is going to be dumb, but it's but it's going to be funny." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's, but it's. I feel like this is gonna sound really corny, but like I feel like it's real and it's raw and it's just like just two buddies that are just being funny together. And it's like if you got a problem with that, like I'm sorry, like I, I don't have I don't have the space for like like okay, go find someone else to just. You know be what's funny is Candace's Candace goes. I didn't like that you clogged the toilet. Yeah, she well, that- the whole gay joke, but she's but she's like I don't. I, that was that's just poop humor. I'm like, what's funny is we're trying to think of something, and I'm like, well, I clogged the toilet today, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, and she's like, you really did. I'm like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best part. The best part is you actually, yeah, you did clog your toilet, but it's not just like you clogged your toilet at your house or you clogged the toilet at Walmart, which we were filming in the back parking lot of Walmart. You clogged the toilet 
And we're at, the only like, two guys there. At, at the hair salon that was full of women. And and we're the only two men there. So it was either you or it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like a solid, like what, 50 or 60 women there? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and dude. I'm just like, there's no plungers. There's, what do I do? I'm like, and the best part is, is like when we went to, when we went to dinner after that, with all of the other like vendors and people who are presenting and like educators and whatever, like we were, we, um, we were just kind of talking about what we did in the break between when it ended and when we went to dinner and, uh, Robertini, Robert, excuse me, Robertini. <laughs> <laughs> Robertini. Oh, we need to name a martini after Robertina. No, but she was like, Oh my gosh, you guys got to look at their TikTok." And so basically <laughs> you just outed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to the lady that put the event on that you clogged the toilet at her event. <laughs> oh, she doesn't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, well, she's going to know now if she listens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but that was so bad. I'm sorry. I just sat there. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. The best part is that later on, I went in to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, somebody. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Like realizing immediately, it wasn't me. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a good time. I mean, we got to we got to do a lot of cool beard education and mm-hmm. and just men's grooming education in general. Um, I got a amazing haircut. I got a beard trim. It was probably only an eighth of an inch, right? But Amanda yeah. did an amazing job. Like she, she got the shape. The shadow on my on my light right now isn't doing any justice, but she got the shape that I wanted, kind of cut the corners off a little bit, so I don't have like that flat shovel look. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I mean, just the mustache trim was just right because I had a couple of crazy little flyaways, and uh, I think we, I think we, uh, we convinced a few, quite a few uh, hairstylists that. Yeah. So what I really like beard. about it is cosmetologists were all there. Uh, we had no barber, so Amanda's obviously the barber, and it was all about how to to cut a man's hair and trim his beard. And there were some amazing questions, some people who are really, really were interested. Yeah. How do you make money when the beard trim is 30 minutes and the haircuts 40 minutes? And what do we charge? How do you charge it? And, and then when we do this, how do you cut this way? And I thought Amanda was impressive because she would just, someone just randomly asked a question, well, how would you cut this hair? And she's like, right. she would have to think about it. And then she would hurry yeah. and do it. And it's like, I never thought of it that way. So Amanda's really good thinking off the cuff and just, you know, just yeah. figuring it out. I, she was really impressive. Oh, I loved the way she was explaining everything. Um, I mean, obviously, I got to sit and be one of the one of the, the one of the models, right? <laughs> but then watching her watching her take care of the other two guys, the other two gentlemen that came in with the beard trims and 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 the haircuts, and just watching the different styles she had to do, like versus you know, mine's kind of like a really really tight fade. I have really dark hair, so the fade lines show. Like if you're, if you screw up, it shows really bad because my hair is so dark mm-hmm. versus, um, what the other, what was it? Robert, uh, was it, it wasn't Robert Tina's dad. Who was it? Uh, one of her employees that one of her employees that, yeah, like he was all gray. And then the other guy, uh, he had more reddish hair. Like it was really cool to see the different yeah. techniques she was using and just all around. It was really cool experiences. We got, we got to meet some cool people. We had some super yummy food at the end. And, and actually uh, I'm meeting with one of the, uh, the wife's husband's. Uh, March first at the barbershop, and we're going to go over some ideas. He has some really cool ideas. Oh, really? Um, about um, uh, different uh, different hair structures and stuff like you know with um, dreadlocks and things like that. Is that the guy uh, with the with the the Dixon? 
No, 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 no. Uh, so she was sitting uh, two from you. So the there was the lady to next to you, and then to your left, yeah, there was no one on right. And oh, then yeah, the yeah. other lady and her husband's uh, reached out, and we talked and all that kind of cool. stuff. And so yeah, some really cool ideas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm like, let's talk. And so that's cool. Yeah, he's looking for someone who can make that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just, I just want to paint a picture really quick for everybody listening. So we went to a super nice Italian restaurant after uh-huh. this. Like they they put us. I mean, I don't know how many stars it was or whatever, but it was like. When the portion sizes are small, like you know, it's fancy, right? So me and Tyson, I know, the whole plate like, was huge, and then I'm like, oh, we're like de- we're like devouring all of the appetizers because we know the entrees are going to be tiny. <laughs> but like Tyson had the idea to wear, as some of you have seen on from TikTok, wear matching shirts. So Tyson and I walk in early. We're there before anybody else, and we're just two dude, two big bearded dudes, kind of out of place in this fancy Italian restaurant, wearing matching flannels. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyson's like, my phone's dead. So he's like walking around with a phone charger, <laughs> trying to find somewhere to charge his phone. We moved the whole entire tree yeah. over to the So next he moves this like pre-lit tree out of the way that is that next to a plug and he plugs his phone in. And then fast forward later to the end of the dinner, Tyson goes to get his phone and he like yanks the cord out and like breaks the tree cord. <laughs> And I just throw it. I'm like, oh, that's. that's I'm just like, this is this is not the place for us. Like, we need to just go to Wendy's. (laughs) But it was good. Funny. What's funny is the the ladies because it was mostly the ladies except the guy in the Dixon on the totally opposite side. Yeah, they're like, you guys are hilarious, and I'm like. This is just who we are. This like we're not trying. We like, we're just trying to impress anyone. This is just we're just we walking are. bearded train wrecks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, and then it's just crazy. I mean, it, like it was just back to work today. Uh, you know, on Monday on a Monday, and you know, you're saying you kind of had you've had a, a crazy week of of you know just Mondays basically. Yeah, it's no, it's just been busy, busy. Yeah, yeah, um with uh just everything. Uh I've had to make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of products and uh it's just really time consuming. I'm grateful, I'm blessed, and uh yeah. I'm continually hoping and praying that we continue to be busier and busier every day. Um, because this is my goal is to do this full time. Plus, yeah, uh, on top of dad bods and beards, I think having both of them just take off would be amazing for both of us. Yeah. And uh, then I had an amazing, uh, I would say it's probably my best therapy session I've had in a very, very long time. Oh, good. Like, it just, a lot of things opened my my mind. Uh, like, he asked certain questions. I'm like, oh, okay. And so, like, I have to, I, I bought a journal. I bought, like, this book. I bought all this kind of stuff. And it's just more just, uh, you have a religion. Mm-hmm. that preaches one thing and you have a therapy that preaches one thing and friday they intertwined oh wow like gratitude and 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 all this kind of stuff and it was just amazing and so basically it's just like what i want to attract you put out and so you know we want to be positive i want to be a positive person and we don't gossip or anything like that and so that's kind of what we attract and so, which makes sense why we're uh the circle that we have of people we're just mm-hmm. grateful and hardworking. i would say yeah no, I mean, the, you're you're kind of even bleeding over into the more secular stuff where some people believe in like, you know, manifesting, right? Uh-huh. Where you're just putting out um, what you want to get back. I mean, some people believe that you can you can do that with like money and, and, and other stuff too. But I think just 
just the people you want to attract is a huge one, right? And they just like-minded people. I mean, <clears throat> you can only, you can only be around people that you're not like for so long, both positively and negatively. Like if you're, if you're inherently trying to be a positive, like uplifting, grateful person, you can only be around people who are like perpetually negative for so long before you're like, I can't done. Mm-hmm. versus people who are just like inherently negative. Like they can't be around positive people for too long because they kind of get sick <laughs> they're kind of like like this is this so, like, i know you have the quote and i don't oh, want yeah. to take away can i hear you say a quote that kind of yeah. goes with what so this is what I, i'm talking about so this is uh the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives and i, I like really that. really like that because dude when i lost my job in 2012 when you know all these things are are, are like working this much for free because everything you're doing goes back into the company all that it it takes a toll because you're you really are taking time away from your family you're taking time away from your life you're taking money out of your pocket all this kind of stuff but everything you do with focus so i feel like we have hope because of what we're doing and so Mm -hmm. our focus is is there and so we don't need to focus on the hard times because we're focusing on what all this is going to create and so i just like that well i think that's really good yeah, I think it's uh, it. I mean, you, 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 it's kind of like it's kind of like Ted Lasso. I we've been watching Ted Lasso, right? Such a very, good show, very slowly, right? And in the first season, you pretty much find out why he's in England, that his wife is like, and that whole blew my that whole section blew my mind. Where it's like, wait, she's like can't put up with his positivity like that was kind of like he, he's just too much for her and that kind of that kind of that kind of struck a chord with me about like there was a time in my life where i was insanely negative insanely hard to be around insanely insanely just like dragging for people right and i'm like i can't imagine how that was for my wife or other people other other really important people in my life versus now i'm like trying to make up for that and yeah. like force myself at times when i don't want to be to be positive, to be grateful, to be, you know, uplifting or whatever. And that, that kind of leads into my quote. This has probably nothing to do with the topic that we decided we were going to talk about today, but it's been one that it's like been kind of like burning on my mind for a few weeks that once I found it and I wanted to share it just because it's applicable. And I know we have a lot of parents that listen to us. So, um, I just heard this off of, off of a reel that was off of a podcast that was off of somebody else's. I don't know who the originator is of it. Um, but it's it's aimed around kids. And this is what I was saying is I, I've been trying to focus on this a lot more lately because I have a tendency to react as a dad, like, I'm, you know, as the authority, you know, trying to be like the more authoritarian in the house. So like, don't talk to your mom like that. Like, you know, get up, do this, like whatever, like try to, you know, not let my wife have to be the bad guy. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> so, but at the same time, also trying to still be like a safe place for my kids. Right. Mm hmm. So it goes, <clears throat> quit yelling at your kids at night and then expect them to sleep well. Quit yelling at your kids right after they wake up for school and expect them to have a good day. Um, you can set the tone for your children. You set the tone with your voice and they will always remember that voice in their heads. You become their inner voice. Don't become their inner critic. Speak life, speak love, speak bravery, speak kindness and hope, speak wisdom and truth. Most of all, listen to your children. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like the whole, like you become their inner voice, you become their inner critic. And I'm like, okay, I like uh, that one. I like heard that and it like just burned in the back of my brain. And I like instantly wrote it down 
but the whole quit yelling at them and expect them to sleep good. Quit getting on their case early in the morning and then expect them to have a good day at school. And and my kids are right in that stage of, you know, their brains are still absorbing everything. They're both mm-hmm. under eight. They're both under eight years old, and that's like that key development stage. So that I'm realizing is, I want to be the I want to be the type of guy that my daughter looks for one day, and I want to be the type of guy that my son wants to be one day. If that makes sense in the traditional sense, right? If they kind of follow the traditional paths, but like I said, that, that one, that one really hit me hard. I mean, I know we talk about dad stuff quite a bit on here. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to follow through with that other than just like, I mean, it it speaks for itself. No, there's back in college before we even had Isaac. So Candace and I were married and you know, we're in, I think it was my first or second year. So my uh, sophomore junior, no, freshman or junior in college. And uh, I was taking a class and I remember the professor was talking about, I can't remember what he was talking about, but I remember the story that he was, uh, they were on a family vacation and they were at a beach house and some, one of the kids forgot their shoes at the beach. And it was like midnight. Everyone was asleep except him and the daughter, whomever he was talking about. And dad, can you, can you go find it for me? And he went and did it. And the whole time he thought, I want my kids to be proud that I'm their dad. I want my kids to be proud that I'm their dad. And so when I have a hard time, I always feel I want my kids to be proud of I'm their dad. And so I, uh, I've really switched my parenting technique since, you know, the certain situations, my family and life and where, uh, I'm no more, I, you have to discipline your children. You have to, it's just like, you know, you give them consequences. You do this or you do this. If you do this, you have a consequence. If you do this, you have a consequence, whether it be good or bad. Um, and so you have to allow them to choose, but then also you have to discipline them if they choose poorly. But at the same time, uh, you don't have to be angry about it. Hmm. Like you should never talk to your children angry. Like you can raise your voice, but it's more of a, concern like like i've talked to a couple of my kids i'm like dude what are you thinking like yeah tell me what's going on like this doesn't make sense this isn't you you're smarter than this and uh and sometimes they'll talk and sometimes they won't but overall uh my kids will come and talk to me about everything and i I, hopefully they do they might be hiding i know my oldest hit but he was he was struggling for a minute Mm. but uh he turned out amazing and uh but we had to have an honest conversation with him when he was in high school and uh, like dude what you're doing this is not okay and we had a but it was out of love and out of concern it wasn't out of uh i'm going to kill you (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so there's a different way to i've learned uh to express um them not choosing the choices that you want for them uh because I don't know. I, and so I, I feel like uh, we've, Candace and I have definitely developed a relationship with our kids. You still have to be their parents. You still have to discipline your kids. But at the same time, we create a relationship where they can come to us, talk to us. And uh, also, what I've noticed is like with my one at Disneyland this week, we didn't hear from her. We would call her and she would talk to us. She would be super excited. But she trusts us enough that we're going to be here no matter what, that she can go have a good time. Yeah. She doesn't have to keep checking in with us over and over and over and making sure, you know, that type of stuff. And we trust her. And and so it's just, I, I feel like uh, what you said is spot on. It's just like you have to be 
that parent who uh, your kids can be proud of. And it's continually, uh, like I said, sometimes they're not going to like you, and that's okay. You know how many times I've been told by my kids they hate me? I'm like, okay, go mow the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, part of life. You have to pull the lot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that stage when they get to the teenage angst phase of you know. Well, we've talked about this, right? Yeah. So, 13 years old. That's when uh, your brain literally kicks in, and where a human being, on average, can start thinking critically. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you add hormones to that. 13 years old, hormones. And they start thinking on their own. They also know everything. Yeah. Because they've never been able to think. Mm-hmm. This is truly the first time they can think. And they and just then, got like, yeah. And then like they get a kick of testosterone, and you're like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're they just got a shot, of, a shot of adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's why it's a, they they start to learn and all that kind of stuff. And so it's it's hard See, sometimes. That's where I gotta I gotta lighten up, dude. Cause I, I don't know where I got this. Cause like my dad was a very patient guy. Um, I think maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I got this from my own inner self-criticism of wishing I had done things better. Maybe as a young adult, not so much as a kid. Right. But like, I, I think sometimes my kids are, my kids are five and seven, almost six and eight. Right. Like mm-hmm. March, March and May. Right. So they're basically six and eight. Um, but like sometimes I'll be like, come on, man. Like, oh come on, come on, buddy. Like, why'd you do that? And then sometimes I wish my son would be like, because I'm in kindergarten, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish that like I mean like, my wife is really good at being like, cause he's a you know, because they're kids, like because it's what you know what they do. Like, but I, I just think sometimes I, I'm just a little bit too I too expectant, like for their age, right? And uh, maybe in my, my defense a little bit, my daughter is very advanced as far as like her her thought process and her education like she's in like the high readers she's in the high math class for, for second grade we put her in piano and she's like literally blowing the blowing the pages off the, the book her teacher is saying mm-hmm. and she's coming home and practicing it she's proving that she has one of those brains that just picks up stuff real fast she reads she's seven and she reads harry potter Harry like, Potter. Yeah. Oh, bro, we love Harry Potter in this house. <laughs> no, like, she, I mean, there's some big words, and like, that's a, that's. I mean, that's a book that I wasn't reading till I was 11 or 12, right? And she's. Oh, whatever. You just started. I'm like Griffin, Griffin, Gryffindor. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but so I think that sometimes I just get. I have a little bit. I I I, I know for a fact I'm too hard on them at times. But in my defense, I will say that my kids know that they can come to me. Yeah. And I I have I I will choose my wife and kids over everything every time 100% of the time, like every other good dad, right? I I try really hard to try to like build them up. On Saturday my wife, it was my wife's birthday on Friday, and which you guys need to get you a friend. Here's the bipolar switch real quick. I was just <laughs> You guys bipolar need to get, ADHD. Yeah, all of them. I got all of them. Um <laughs> You guys need to get you a friend like Tyson because any other guy, I would feel really weird about this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it until you just said it like right now. I'm like, okay, I was gonna, that is weird. I was gonna make I was gonna make a TikTok about this, and I'm like, that may not read well. <laughs> <laughs> now that but you say it. Tyson Tyson sent a he sent uh a dozen crumble cookies, which if you guys know a crumble are like just the big cookies, right? He sent a dozen crumble cookies to my wife for her birthday, but 
that might sound a little weird, but the note inside was like, thank you for sharing Logan with me. We love him. <laughs> like, it was like, happy birthday. Your husband's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, so, which, I mean, I've eaten most of the cookies. <laughs> but, They're good. Anyways, when you say get you a friend like Tyson that re- like remembers your wife's birthday and sends a gift, but the point the point now being, that's weird now that you say it does sound weird but it doesn't apply to us because we're we're different <laughs> but anyway so uh my my daughter wanted to do a girl's day with mom and so saturday they went out and got breakfast together and then they went and did you know went and did some other stuff and then later on my daughter got this hair brained like oh we should go get our we should go get our ears pierced my wife obviously already has pierced ears mm-hmm. but she wanted like a third little stud right on her on her ear and Next my daughter you know, it's just a picture of you like, stud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter is a little anxious little ball of anxiety at seven years old and she's gone back and forth about wanting to get her ears pierced before and then she was like hey i'm gonna just wait till my birthday and we'll do it but then like she had this idea of like i'm gonna get my ears pierced on you know as a girl's day with mom and and i i, I should send you this video I was expecting like, first of all, the fact that she wanted to do this and she went through with it uh-huh. and I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Like that. She's not backing out, like freaking out, like having a panic attack in the little ear piercing chair. Chelsea sent me the video. She has her eyes deadlocked with the piercing, you know, can, I don't know what you call them. Technician. Gun? Oh yeah. Technician. With, with, and she doesn't even freaking flinch or lose eye contact, but <laughs> just oh, like, really? like zero emotion. I'm like, that chick's a serial killer. <laughs> she just like snap and like done. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then she does I'm the other going to snap. kill you next time. Anyways. But I could tell looking at my little girl's face, I could tell she was holding it in. It pinched a little bit, but she was trying to be really brave and she was trying to be really strong. And like, she told, she told us she was going to do it and she went and did it. And then as soon as the pinch is over and whatever feels fine, but I'm like, okay, I made like a mental note in that moment when my wife sent me the video, I'm like, I'm just going to bolster the crap out of this when she gets home. Like, I'm just going to build this up. And so she got home and I was like, just fangirling it just to make her so excited about it. And, uh-huh. and, and she, I have been nonstop doing that too. We went to Walmart today after I got home from work and I'm like, Hey, I heard you got your ears pierced. She's like, dad, stop. She's <laughs> like, it's been three days. And I'm like, I know I just love it. And so I've just been trying really hard to like make up the difference of like when I can be a little bit more stern, when I can be a little bit more, you know, like have to be the authority or I have to put my foot down. Like, but I also want my kids to like, my dad was also really fun. My dad was also really sweet. My dad was also, you know, like I said, I, I want my kids to be proud that I'm their dad. So What's funny is I did that exact same thing with Porter. I'm just like, I heard you got new underwear today. <laughs> <laughs> dad, stop it. <laughs> the other ones were getting kind of crusty. <laughs> Someone needs to get in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stink, bud. <laughs> Versus then, then my little five year old comes down the stairs butt naked and he's just like, Dad, look at my butt. <laughs> and I'm like, I got I got one kid over here that's got a real bright future. The other one, we gotta we're gonna have to work on it. <laughs> Dude, my oldest, when uh he was about his age, your daughter's age, I think he, he still did this when he was like nine or ten, butt naked when he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, like butt naked. We would be in uh we'd be at Burger King and someone would be like, uh, there's a naked kid 
in the bathroom right yeah. okay <laughs> she's like dude you're 22 what are you doing <laughs> so this is this is obviously like you know a joke that some people make right of kind of like oh i bet you you know as a guy like oh i bet you sit down when you pee right like oh like making a joke that you're Have you ever sat down and peed it's magical oh yeah i mean here, here's the thought, but now growing up like i i had the i knew these kids that their mom made them sit down when they peed i'm like that's weird you're a boy yeah. but now as the one who has had to clean up after a five-year-old oh dude it's so the bad. rule in our house the rule in our house for my son you sit down when you pee here in this house because i am not freaking cleaning it up off the floor like and, and, but it's like you're taking a shower My 13 year old to this day i have like dude go normal like he hey. will literally back all the way and have his back on the wall and pee into the toilet every morning yeah. That's just and he has the door open and i'm like dude first of all shut the door none of us wants to see this and secondly that's cool that you can make it but third <laughs> There's a pool right here that you, everyone has to like stand you're like, in now. You're like, until you can make it from the door frame, come talk to me. <laughs> like, yeah, talk to me. Please. Yeah. Until you're laying in the tub and you're peeing into the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> See, my, my boy, I'm like, this is a rule he doesn't have to share with mom, but I'm like, when you're in the shower, bro, you pee all day long in there. No, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's your game. Right. And I was like, but when you're going to the bathroom, just go to the bathroom, you sit down and pee here. And like, so the point, the point that I'm getting at is that when we go, when we go, like when we're out somewhere, like go to the store or go to the restaurant, or whatever, and he has to go to the bathroom. I don't want my kids sitting on public toilets if they can't help it. Right. Cause oh, yeah, I don't know right. what it is. I don't know what it is about Utah, but it is not as common to have the toilet paper seat covers. In I, a lot of places I hardly here. ever see them. Ever. It's weird. Yeah. Like growing up, growing up in California, they're freaking everywhere. So like if my, if my kids got to drop one, I'll take them in there and I'll hold them and I'll have them do the hover and I'm, I'm holding them up. Right. But I'll go to my son. I'm like, okay, buddy, this, you know, we'll go stand up, you know, stand up pee here. And sometimes he has to go to the urinal. He's five pants go straight down to his ankles. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> so it's like, we it's like, this. The, 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 it's like this weird fatherly dynamic of kind of like trying to teach you. And I'm like, you don't like, you just, you just pull, just pull that out. That's all that needs to come out. Yeah. The but can stay inside the pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but dad, and then he does the whole, like pulls his shirt up and like holds it under his chin. Uh -huh. <laughs> just like, I'm like, we should man, do that at work for now on. It, like just, yeah. Right, and just a bunch of men just yeah, drop Steve, your pants and lift up your shirt all the way. And your guts me, just hanging out. Me peeing at work is like going behind a trailer or going behind a building or like going to a, a porta potty. I would, I would probably get put into jail if I did that at my work. Yeah. Yeah, because you're on like you know a U.S. Air Force base. <laughs> the government has a little bit of strict rules regulations about. Dude, they've been flying so low this uh, these past couple of weeks too. The jets. Oh, dude, I'm talking about like a football field above us. It's like crazy. That's cool though. It is. I, every time, I, every time you feel the force, just like the the power these jets have, you're just like, how could anyone go to war with us? I just don't get it. Dude, I get so jealous of like the guys that decided to do that out of high school, and I'm kind of like, yeah. Know. I was like but watching a bunch of I was watching a bunch of firefighters today walking through Walmart, and I'm like, man, I would love to go. I want to be a firefighter and go grocery shopping with my buddies, and then go fight fires, and then I gotta go. The only thing is, is I don't think I'd make the calendar list, and I no, really want to be on no, the calendar. We'd be the, we'd be the plus size, the plus size edition. I'm stuck. Here's the thing. 
there is no plus size edition because firefighters aren't fat. <laughs> <laughs> so we wouldn't make it. <clears throat> no, <clears throat> but no, it's just, it's funny. Just the dynamics of, of just like kids and family. I know we talk about this periodically, but I think I just, at the end of the day, I want to, I want to set my kids up for the best chance possible. And I'm realizing more and more that, I don't have any control over that. <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm trying to be serious here for a minute. You pull out the little hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I feel like I should break out in some ballad while holding yeah. it. <laughs> Just hold the mic with your little hands. Near far wherever you are. What was oh, I singing that was when we were horrible? <laughs> what was I singing when we first got on? I'll make love to you. No, no, that was that was. Oh no, I was. I don't know why. I think I saw a Tarzan clip, and I was singing the Tarzan song from the movie. Oh, the one. Uh, the the. I don't I know. know what you're talking about. I, I'm so tired. We have gotten so sidetracked. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of which, well, why don't we get into what we were supposed to talk about? Oh yeah, there's a nice little uh, choppy segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so 21 self-destructive habits to stop. Yeah, Number part two, two. Part two yeah, part a month two. later. Part two. <laughs> part le deuce. Le, no, isn't it Charlie Sheen? Uh, what was that? Part two? Part two. Hot know. shots, part two, or something like mm. that. Anyway. That reminds me, really quickly, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so my oldest sister went to... Went to uh, paris with my niece for her like 18th birthday yeah no you know courtney yeah um anyways so we have a family group text like everybody else um and she was like this is a few weeks ago she posted she was like on our you know like you know about to take off au revoir and my (laughs) my brother this is just everyone's like oh goodbye have fun whatever and my brother and me just tell like just the the boys of the family my brother just goes soup du jour (laughs) Which just means soup of the day. <laughs> and then I, I sent a gif from, from friends, right, when when uh, Phoebe is trying to teach Joey French. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just him goes, le boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just this little quick, just a little quick side story, but it made me laugh. And everyone's like, au revoir, see you later, enjoy your trip. And it's like, soup du jour, le boo-boo. <laughs> He's like, can't ever be serious. Ever. Ugh. All right. Were we on number 11 or number 10? Yeah. Now back to the history of worst segues in podcast history. So, yeah, I think we so were speaking number. Speaking of sisters. <laughs> no, actually, we are going to talk about this real quick. <laughs> so my sister. <laughs> so you know how Copper Johns, we had a game night where we played Quiplash. We yeah. I didn't... Like, dude, we played it from. We played it for like two hours and 15 minutes or something. It was really, really fun. I love Quiplash. So, I didn't even know you were doing that. You were yeah, just like, hey, so, join game night. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, it's just, yeah. It was a, sp- a spontaneous thing. Anyway, we talked. Uh, my sister was on there. Anyway, so uh, Matt was on there. Matt Beardlaws. No. But we didn't know it was Matt. Um, oh, really? He, he wasn't commenting or anything, and he didn't come on live. And so it gives everyone a code, and I asked everyone to be on the live if you're going to play so that we can get to know you and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, we have a Mr. Bader on there. And I'm like, <laughs> you've been? <laughs> and, and yeah, I come, I come to find out it's Matt. 
Anyway, one of the questions, uh, I can't remember the questions, but the answer was something and then an adult toy that women use. <laughs> now, my sister is a very religious, uh, conservative woman. Clean-minded individual. And everyone voted for the other answer except her. And I started busting up i laughed so hard and i'm like abby and next thing you know like she's crying she's laughing so hard anyway i was in it was a really fun time but i could not believe she voted for that that's and, so funny yeah it was just hilarious and then all the audience was busting up too just so quiplash is one of those games that like you have to be very careful who you play it with because it, oh. can, get, it can get very it can get very adult funny very quick and, we, and I asked everyone to be PG-13 or lower. I'm like, do yeah. not make it. And then, of course, Matt jumps on and makes That's it. That's so funny. We, we like, played it. Start out and I am like, yeah, you're not supposed to even not even mention that word. We played that one time um, with my family and like my mom and dad were present. And it was just kind of like, well, this isn't as fun. Because <laughs> it's like, you can't be, you can't be like your full, your full like unhinged self. So, Oh, no. we Burley was playing. Oh, and there you go. He was clean. Like he kept it. Really? That's oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There was a. He must have been times. sober. <laughs> he, he hasn't drank for. Oh, that's right. That's rude of me. It's like 60, 70 days. He hasn't had. A yeah. Cause yet. he's been on his, he's been on his, uh, his health kick, which is. Yeah, he's great. doing really, really good. Yeah, I would. I noticed. I noticed one of his, like, either your guys's podcast, the Body Wrong one, or the, or his podcast. I noticed. I'm like. His face looks really thin compared yeah. to when we started the fantasy football league. And okay. I gained all his weight. He lost. Dude, I've I've gained some weight back from the whole hernia thing. Like I that's why you can you can't really see behind me, but I've got my whole basement gym finally set up because I'm like, I gotta get back. I can't be lifting right now because of the hernia, but like I gotta get back into like some cardio. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I started a week ago, uh, two weeks ago. So it's been nice. It's just uh it is what it is. It's gonna take more time again. Yeah. But but okay, back to us. Twenty-one <laughs> self-destructive. Segue number seventeen. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's just start at what number was it? You're number 11? ten. You're number ten. Oh. All right, ten is giving unsolicited advice, I'm not really receiving, good. but giving. I used to be really good at that in a bad way, what do you and mean? I think I've like just giving my opinion. Oh, okay. When not asked for. <clears throat> oh yeah, and I've tried to become better at shutting up. <laughs> like, if you ask me, I'll give you my opinion. But if you don't, like I tried to butt out because it's gotten mm -hmm. me in trouble. Yeah, I uh, I see a lot of things. I'm like, ooh, ah, ee. And so uh, for now on, I, I, not for now on, I haven't given solicitor, unsolicited advice for a long time. Um, I've learned the hard way. And uh, now I even have a hard time giving advice if they even ask me. Yeah, like, I, just, no, I can I, see that. I just, uh, because there's a lot of sensitivity. I'm like, even if I uh, say you did something and I'm like, they ask you about it. You're like, I'm not going to tell you what I really think. I'm just going to tell you it's good because I, you, you and I don't know each other well enough for me to give you the true honest opinion. And then, <laughs> you know, you're not going to talk to me again because you didn't like it, what I had to say or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's true on social media. I mean, you'll, you'll say something. I mean, people just won't get the joke. I mean, I, I, I've started my new little series of like the bipolar playlist. Uh-huh. And somebody was kind of like, he made some comment about liking girly, like not being a real man if you like girly pop country. And I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't, you don't get the joke. And so also, what makes a, a man a man if, like, he doesn't like, he likes this particular country, so he's not a man. I'm like, come on. Well, man. it's like, buddy, 
buddy, like I, I take pride in the fact that when I take my little girl's friend home from the play date and my daughter and her are in the backseat and I am belting Taylor Swift and they are both belly laughing because the big scary hairy looking daddy in the front seat is like singing Taylor Swift word for word or Dixie Chicks word for word and they're laughing like I take pride in that like, uh, I think Dixie that's funny. I love Dixie Chicks man yeah they what do they do anti-America or something and that's why they're gone like what do oh they do? I don't know I don't care about politics <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah no i uh i i I think that that, that's a really broad a really broad topic of like just people i mean just the internet karens and kevins right giving giving like i I, i'm i'm guilty of it like i tried to be really careful about my comments and stuff on on social media because i am public right Uh uh-huh um so i i think i must be really tired but somebody posted something about like oh this is how we built our house and and here's all the costs and it was like forty two thousand dollars on this and seventy two thousand to buy the land and someone's like three thousand dollars for excavation and i was like three thousand dollars for excavation dot 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 yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) and someone's like well i know who not to go with next time and i'm kind of like okay i'm not gonna get in an argument with people online so i just deleted my comment but it's just kind of like okay maybe they got a family deal Maybe they got a whatever deal, or maybe that they, I, I don't know, but it's kind of like I should have just kept my comment to myself mm-hmm. because nobody asked. So, well, just kind of like what before we started uh, streaming this, what I said uh, about what one of our videos that we did together and how sure. they just commented on it. I'm like, what? Don't watch it if you don't like it. Yeah. I'm like, like I, sure. It's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, if you you can just watch my educational if that's what you like, which is perfect. I mean, lots of people don't like my educational stuff because mm-hmm. they don't care about it. They just want to be entertained and they don't want to learn about beards and totally understand. But it's just like I try to make a little bit of something for everyone so that they can always, you know, be uh, entertained in a way where either educated or entertained. And it's it's just like, dude, you got, just don't watch this one if you don't like it. Yeah, I feel like I have a very, very, very small circle of people that I feel comfortable giving unsolicited advice to. I'm one of them. Yeah, you and my wife, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and my and my best friend from childhood. I think I've even had I've even had bad experiences with with like siblings and and a parent. So yeah. you know, so I just like unless it's asked, like realizing the older well, you I gave get, me some really good advice, and I took it, and then I sent it to you. And uh, you gave me more, uh, like, really good criticism. It was yeah. very constructive. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. I think the, what I'm going to be doing as soon as I figure out the the audio, it's going mm-hmm. to be really good. Yeah. But also I can't that- do it all the time. But I can maybe do one or two, you know, a month or three a month. And I think that'll be really good. Yeah. And then you telling me that wiping from behind instead of underneath is like amazing. Like I never thought about that. First of all, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, did he not get that? Did that not land? <laughs> oh, no, no, it landed, but I had to think about it for a moment. I'm like, why would anyone want to go back? To- <laughs> Dude, I know a guy. No. No, that's yeah. just weird. Yeah, that's we're not when you give about- unsolicited advice, like, dude. Yeah, that's that's a conversation for Burley's podcast. Not <laughs> <this one. laughs> All right, but- the next one is uh, being a yes person. Uh, see, I, I hate this freaking list because it kind of like contradicts. Like the next one contradicts the last one a little bit, right? Uh, no, I don't hate it. That I, I, but it's like sometimes. No, like, maybe yeah. to you it does, but the way I read it, it, it doesn't contradict. Yeah. So how? Because well, it's like. It? Being being a yes person means that you're just like like 
if, if being a yes person is a bad habit, then being a, being the opposite of that is somebody who gives advice. Yeah. Right. Which it just said, stop giving unsolicited advice. So I'm kind of like trying to wrap my brain around. Well, and I'm thinking more of a business standpoint. Sure. Okay. I see where that. people will say, Hey, will you send me product? And I'll give you a review. Sure. Will you do this? Yes. How about this? Yes. And I was so guilty of it for the first two years. You're like losing money. I was, yeah, definitely. And I was giving out, there's one individual, um, I won't say his name or anything, promised me a review, never gave me it. And he literally has been on streams where he wins stuff nonstop. And it really irritates me where now he has everything that Copper Johns has to offer. Not one time has he given a review like he promised. Not one time has he done it. He doesn't He doesn't promote Copper Johns or anything. And uh, it just really, really bothers me. And I've learned that people are in it for themselves, which doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But there's only a certain amount of people like you and, and Matt. And there's a certain amount of inner, like inner circle where we're all in it to help each other. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everyone's in it for themselves. And it's a business. And so if you have an influencer, it's a business for that person. And so if you oh, yeah. stop if you stop doing what they want, they're going to just completely kapoosh, like they're gone. And even yeah. if you do what they want, the next latest and greatest might show up and they're gone anyway. And it's just so I've had to learn the hard way where I've lost, where I thought we were friends. Like literally I thought we were friends and next thing you know, they're gone. Yeah. Or where a guy gives me a lecture on how – I've done everything for you. I've built this up for you, all this kind of stuff. And you're now, you're not going to pay me. And I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) where did this come from? Uh, You know, it's like, you haven't done anything. I've paid you a certain amount of dollars that we agreed upon for you to do a certain service for me. Yeah. And now you're asking quadruple four times what I was paying you. And I can't do that. I literally, I can't. And, And, uh, and it's just it's hard and our relationship was sour for a long time and uh just it's unfortunate i've learned that being a yes person also with a barbershop yeah let's try that yeah let's try that um i have to say no and i've learned that my me personally i can sleep better at night when i say no yeah i admire that about you no i've 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 said that to you i admire i admire your blunt honesty because it comes off in a very healthy, positive way. I mean, I, 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 I've witnessed that from you a few times and that actually spills over to the next one, which is constantly saying no to everything. So I feel like those two kind of blend together in the sense that there is a fine line between being a positive yes person and like saying yes when it applies and being positive when it applies or agreeing to something when it applies versus knowing when to say no, when Mm -hmm. to cut it off. Right. Like I, one thing I've learned in, in the social media world is that like, some people think they have more pull than they do. Oh, so, so true. And some people have an immense amount of pull that you wouldn't think they do. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, the people who talk about having pull don't have it. And the people who do, you don't, you don't know it until you like witness it like mm-hmm. secondhand. Right. I <laughs> like, I almost made a TikTok the other day. This kid was like throwing a fit. <clears throat> this like 20 something kid was uh throwing a fit at this like i'm not gonna name the where i was at this this smaller localized shop and he was saying that uh he wasn't happy with what was going on 
not like the service he got or whatever. And he, he, uh, he was saying like, Oh, I'm going to blast you guys on my, my social media. I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm, you know, I'm verified, blah, 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 blah. So right? I paid the $2. Yeah. You can, you can play, you can pay for a blue check mark now. <laughs> Unless right? you're like, a business, you can't get it. Yeah, sure. But <clears throat> it's funny. So I, I just was kind of like looked him up. I was like, oh, what? I was like, oh, he was walking out. I was like, oh, you're on social media. He's yeah, yeah. He's like, what's your handle? And so he tells me, I look him up. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to slam and tell him how many followers he has or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll follow you. And so I click follow and he looks it up and then he looks at me, <laughs> he looks at his phone and he looks back at me because it's like, I had, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a douchebag about it, but it's just kind of like, yeah, buddy, there's always going to be somebody who has more, more than you, like significantly by like maybe six figures significantly. So maybe watch your mouth and don't be a little D bag. Like <laughs> you think you got pull, but like you don't like, like just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how we got onto this, but <laughs> I was saying kind of go talking about the poll versus no poll being yes versus no. Like, I, I think in this, this, this social media world that we live in people, people put themselves up on pedestals too much. And that's where you kind of lead, need to learn to say, I mean, I get, I get comments all, I get requests all the time. You get requests all the time of like, Hey, I'll send you my free beard oil. And people will probably ask you all the time. Like, Hey, send me something free. And it's like, just learn. I've had to just learn to be like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this because I'm not, I don't know your company. I'm not affiliated with you. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to push your product. And you being like, I don't need the exposure from you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> well, actually I haven't got any of those lately. Um, I did get one from Amazon, and if I was accept that from Amazon, the guy on Amazon, I could have actually been kicked off of Amazon. Really? So that's a good. Uh huh. You can't accept stuff like that on Amazon. But uh, I haven't got that recently. I think uh, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't, but I'm grateful for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, unless you're someone like uh, like Justin, I actually reached out to Justin. I don't know who Justin is. Uh huh. Listen. Oh no way. I reached out to Justin. I reached out to uh, Joe, Joey. Um, I reached out to. Did they respond? Not yet. I doubt they will. You're saying Justin, just Justin Danger Nunley. Uh huh. Um, I am mutual friends with somebody that he has collaborated with. So oh wow! I'll I should I should message that guy and just say like, I just like. Uh, oh, I love his stuff. Yeah, like, and he's always um, kind. He's funny. He's professional well, and he's military. Uh, you notice that you know that I did not know that he's no. military and dude, super like he just seems like a, he's one of the few big ones that I follow because he seems like he has a lot of integrity. That's what. I, and then when he helped with the like, I reached out to him and asked, hey, when they were looking for the LSU jacket for the, the dude, that was I, so cool. I reached out to him and said, hey, I'll add five hundred dollars. And he didn't look at it. But I'm just like, I'll add money to this. To Dude, that was so cool. It. And he just was like, hey. And he like shows up in the jacket. I'm like, uh -huh. again, kind of going back of like, that's somebody has. who has an immense amount of pull. And he used it in a very positive way. Yeah. But he didn't have to tell you that he did. Like he just did. Mm -hmm. So kind of going back of kind of like, of kind of like, there's a time to be a yes person. There's a time to be a no person. And like that applies in so many different ways. But. I think that's I think that's really cool that I mean, stick yourself out there, reach out to the big people because what's the worst you're going to get back either a response or no response. Yeah, like so that's super cool, dude. Yeah, there's just some some people that would fit our brand and what we're trying to to go for. Yeah, 
Uh, the next one is making excuses. Bro, I'm so good at that at times. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I well, do you want me to make an excuse of why I don't want to go first? <laughs> okay, so I don't know how to explain this without there's an individual in my life that were works for us. <laughs> uh, and this individual makes excuse after excuse after excuse on why they can't do this or why they can't do that or why this happened or yeah. all that kind of stuff. And my son was making complaints or complaining about something. And I'm just like, buddy, this person's about to get fired because mm. they're doing exactly what you're doing. You're not yeah. going to make anything in life if you do not take the responsibility and move forward. 99 out of 100 times, you take the responsi responsibility, say it's my fault. I'll do better. This is how I'm going to do better. This should not happen again because of the outcome, because of the things that I'm going to do from now on and then move forward. But when you make excuse after excuse after excuse, like this isn't my fault, this is their fault. This is the situation's fault. Uh, it gets to the point where you're just like, I I'm done. Yeah. And uh, it, it, this is a big one for me. I'm like, stop whining, stop complaining, mm -hmm. figure it out and get it done. And uh, yeah. making excuses is a big one for me. Well, I, I, from my perspective, um, I used to be a guy that made a lot of excuses. And I realized, I mean, this falls in suit with it being a bad habit because as soon as something becomes habitual, it becomes a like non-cognitive response. Like you don't have to think about it. You just, it's what naturally comes out. Mm -hmm. And there's a, I think there's a lot of science behind and I've, I've, I've done, I've done a, a decent amount of research to kind of understand like how my habits have formed. I did like cognitive behavioral therapy. I've read a bunch of books on habit forming and had breaking habits and stuff. And I think that there's a number of reasons why habits become habits. Some of them are defense mechanisms. Some are, some are very unhealthy. Some are very dangerous. Um, for me, I used to make a lot of excuses to like subconsciously make sure that I was painting a picture that I was okay or that I was fine or that I wasn't making excuses or that I wasn't making mistakes because there would be times where like a mistake would like present itself and I would get, I would get asked about it by my wife or by like my, my dad or something. And I wouldn't have an answer because I don't remember doing that because I would have blackout periods or I would have periods where I was so mentally fried or depressed or like manic or hallucinating or whatever that I don't remember. Like I have, I have periods in my life that I just, they're like fog. Like I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of like 25 to 27, which is really sad because my daughter was like a baby during that time period. Right. Um, but I would learn, I learned the bad habit of making excuses. Like I became really good at coming up with stuff on the fly, like really good. And I'm not trying to like boast about it. So that's one thing that I say a lot is that you can't BS a BSer. Like you can't, like I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut when I know somebody's lying to me or when I know somebody's like feeding me a story because it's like, like I can almost like see the story unfolding behind their eyes. Like I know it sounds really lame, but it's like when I can tell when like somebody's thinking as they're talking and it's like, I almost want to be like, just, just tell it to me straight, dude. Like I, I will have so much more respect if you just give me the straight answer because it's like, I know, like, I know, I know the situation seems bad and it's going to seem 
you know, you think you need to kind of like lull me. And this is, I'm talking from like professional standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Like at work and like a manage a managing position, you know, someone of like, do just don't give me an excuse or I don't know, or, or somebody, or I wasn't the one, or it was so-and-so, or I don't know. Like it just, just tell me it was you or tell me it wasn't, or tell me what happened because it's just going to be much better for all of us in the long run. Because it's like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I can just tell when somebody's kind of coming up with something. And <laughs> because of all the years that I put my wife through it, she reads me like a freaking book. When I'm, <laughs> when, when I'm like coming up with something, she just like, she just Calls knows. You out. Yeah. Like, well, she'll call me out because it's, because it is habitual still years later. Like I still have to like, she's like, you don't need to talk around this. Just like answer the question. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Not that I'm like trying to lie or deceive to deceive my wife. It's it's the it's the innate fear that like oh uh, I'm going to be viewed this way or like it makes me look insecure. It makes me look you know it makes me look dumb. It makes me look like I don't have stuff put together. So I think making excuses for me so far on this list is probably one of the biggest the biggest habits that I am still working on breaking because dude I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, a quick story because I know we're no, this, this is going to probably be a longer episode, <laughs> but um, I managed, I managed the truck drivers and, you know, at work along with all the machines and stuff. Um, but I have the two, two, two main drivers and they're both amazing. I had two of the best I've ever managed in the years that I've been in the trucking industry. One of them, the first words out of his mouth are, I'm sorry, I effed up whenever anything happens. And that dude doesn't realize that like that softens the blow of whatever's coming next. Yeah. Because there's like instant response, like accepts responsibility, like instantly. And then the other one, he will eventually accept responsibility and he will try to help fix his mistakes, but it takes a minute to get there. And I get it because there's probably the fear of like losing a job. We did have a pretty big mishap on Friday that like caused a lot of damage to a truck and caused some headaches on a job site, shut the job site down for a little bit. And it took a minute to kind of get the full story. And I would, I'd be lying if I said that as I've been perpetually having to deal with this problem now bleeding into Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday as we get this truck and the parts figured out, the more and more issues that I'm finding that this situation damaged the truck, it's more and more frustrating to me because I'm kind of like, I wish he just would have told me, Hey, I ran over this and it rolled under the, the guy. He ran over a boulder. And it just rolled under the truck and just damaged so much stuff. But the text I got was, Hey, this isn't working. And I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll get it figured out. And then the call that I got from the super, the foreman an hour later was, Hey, did so-and-so tell you what happened? And I'm like, no, like, what do you mean? What happened? Oh, well this happened. I'm like, that's very different from the text that I got. So later, you know, owned up to it, helped me fix some stuff. But for me, that's, that's what it is for excuses is that, yeah, he'll eventually get there and tell me if he had something to do with what happened versus the other guy, first words out of his mouth. Hey, I, I mean, that dude, that dude, the first guy swiped somebody on the freeway six, seven months ago. First call of his mouth. Hey man, I, I, I messed up. I don't know exactly what happened, but I swiped someone on the freeway. I'm not sure if they turned into me or I turned into them. I'm over here. We're trying to get it figured out. Okay. I'll be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, anyways, I could go on forever. But that for me, the making excuses is a big one. Like, oh, 100%. I, I, I yeah, just, yep. Enough said. 
<laughs> you, you don't you don't speaking from experience if this applies to anybody listening it is not coming off the way you think it is to the people you're telling it to like it does not take a very intelligent person to know they're being lied to well that and also it's just it's uh it's i mean i'm unbecoming of yeah. a partner or an employee or anyone just just tell us what's going on and let's move forward yeah. don't don't tell me that uh, oh so and so or this or that just dude just freaking just own it and let's move forward and find a solution and and so it doesn't happen again yeah and so it's, it's very hard it's very uh discouraging when it happens non-stop non-stop i think you learn who people are though really quickly if if you I, I would challenge people of like take the next week and just be straightforward with people in a situation where you might need to take responsibility for something because you will learn very quickly who like who you're talking to if there's someone that you kind of want to keep in your life. Because if it's mm -hmm. somebody who will take you like say that you're you're owning up to someone and that person like, okay, I appreciate your honesty, yada yada yada, versus somebody who will instantly beat you up for taking responsibility, that may be kind of a toxic relationship you want to kind of reassess. Cause I think if someone's going to own up and give the responsibility right away, like I need to give that person a level of empathy of kind of like, okay, you respected me enough to tell me the truth. I need to respect you enough to give you a break. So I don't know. There's my soapbox. No, I'll I love it. it. I'll get off it. <laughs> do we keep going or do we call it quits and do uh we're obviously next week we can't do it, but the following week or do you want to keep, do one more? I think I think the next ones we could probably I don't know. Do you think we could probably go through them quickly, or do you want to? I have one that's really really big for uh, number fourteen. Do it. All right. So the next one is watching TV. Get so, off. Get off. Uh, me. <laughs> no. So here's the thing: is um, I taught sociology for five years in college, maybe yeah. no seven years in college, and eight years, dude. I don't know. Eight years. Something. Lots, lots of many years. Yeah, and uh, so I told, I taught uh, two classes: socialism, socialism. It's a religion about socialism. No, it's uh, <laughs> social problems and ageism. Sure. Uh, those are the two classes uh, I taught. Where uh, ageism is a third ism behind racism and sexism, and then talked about uh, social problems. You know, nature's versus nurture, food I everything that, and sociology is all about the problem not about the solution. And so there's a lot of theories about what's causing certain things and all that kind of stuff. And there's a theory out there called the functionalist theory. Hmm. So you have four areas of your life where you have government, you have religion, you have work, and you have personal. Those are the four. Government, work, family, personal. So you have those four areas of life. And those four areas of life were supposed to be basically 25% each. And so they're always supposed to be functioning in a, in a collaborative mm -hmm. way. So religion and work and family are all supposed to be, and then you have 25. The problem that we're seeing today in this theory is stating is it's work and personal. We're so working so much and we're working so hard that we don't want to give our time to anyone else but us because we're exhausted. Hmm. And so what's happening in this theory is because we're putting so much work in and because we're taking so much time to ourselves that the government <clears throat> and family are starting to erode. And so what will happen is our families are eroding. And so then all of a sudden the government's going to come in and they're going to pay all this money to the education side to help with the family and help, you know, st stay at home or all these educational programs, after school programs. 
and all these kind of things. And so I'm kind of cur- killing the theory because it's been, I don't know, six or seven years since I've taught this class. But all in all is basically saying is it's a it's a destructive habit of watching TV, but it's also just because we are hurting ourselves in other areas of our life. And so mm. we just want to veg because we're working so hard. Yeah. No, dude, I, I'll admit our families like, and everything else are suffering because of it. Well, I mean, not, yeah. not saying your family, because you watch TV, watching TV is totally fine. It's like watching 10 hours a day. Yeah. See, I else. don't, I don't, it'll take me, it'll take me two or three days to finish it, finish an episode of a show. Cause when I do watch, I do, I do like watching shows. I do like uh-huh. watching. I mean, it's taking my wife and I like three months to watch Ted Lasso because we're watching <laughs> it together and it's like tired, tired, you know, you really make it through half an episode, but like my time to watch a show is like, if I do take a lunch break at work, I've got my, I've got like an iPad and, you know, and computer and stuff that I have, um, data plans on so like i'll pull over and pull out my lunch and like watch a show while i'm eating in my truck right mm-hmm. um, and for me that's a little reminiscent of some darker mental health times when i would just spend too much time alone on my lunch break in my car but <clears throat> i i had this inter- i read this interesting i'll have to pull it up for when we finish this <laughs> for part three um but talking about how like we we stay up too late at night as as humans in the world and the society we live in now because of all the crap that we have on our plate to like reclaim our personal time late at night that we feel like we don't get during the day. So then you stay up too late and then you wake up way too tired. You wake up a little bit later then you're in a rush and you get to work and you're in a rush at work and you're always behind the eight ball and you get home, you're a little bit stressed out and you know, family time doesn't go according to plan. And then the next thing you know, you're sitting on the couch again, 11 o'clock at night trying to watch a show. Mm-hmm. and to watch something i think there's a time and place for entertainment like i love going to movies with family and stuff like that i know you you go to movies all the time with your your to spend family time but yeah i think that <clears throat> that uh tv there was a time where i used to watch a lot when i was really depressed and now i don't have near much time for it and the time that i do watch it it's when i'm like on you know on the treadmill <laughs> or or at work when i'm taking a little bit of a break mm-hmm. but i know i'd never heard that he broken down like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I still destroyed it. <laughs> but no, it makes the, the, po- sense. the point is, is is as we are going after the almighty dollar, um, it's taking more away from us than anything. And and we do need our alone time. We do need to mm-hmm. to recharge ourselves, but we're not allowing it. And so what we do is we stay up super late because tomorrow is just another day. And instead of enjoying what we're doing, we're dreading it. And so we're staying up later and later and later. And then we have another day where we're sleepy, we're Mm -hmm. tired, we don't want to do this. And uh, that's why I so badly want to do Copper Johns. I know it sounds weird, but I look forward to doing this every day. Yeah. And and this podcast, like I could do this podcast every day if we were given time to do it. (laughs) If we made money. (laughs) (laughs) One day, maybe. (laughs) One day. One day, uh, but uh, but that it's just it's just how it is, and and it's what it is, and I understand we have to make money for our family, we have to do all that kind of stuff, but dude, we got to give uh, we got to give uh, our families time, we got to give ourselves time, and and because uh, it's just a quarter of what we need to do. This might be a little bit too deep of a thought to end on, <laughs> but you ever had like those late night like existential crisis moments where you like deep dive and think too much? Yes, and I hate um, it. Uh, dude, I had this 
moment the other night where I was like, okay, I'm going to get up early. And I saw this whole motivational thing about, you know, cause I used to get up, you know, getting up early and working out. Like that was a big thing when I was doing 75 hard. And so it's like, I know I can do it. You know, I'm the only, I'm the only one standing in my way. Things just got, you know, life changes, things happen. And then I just had this moment where I was kind of like, I, I like was like, I'm, I know I'm not going to wake up early tomorrow cause I'm going to be tired cause I'm up too late right now. It's and true. then it just, it started steamrolling of kind of like tomorrow's just going to be another day. And I'm like, before you know it, I'm going to be having the same thought when I'm 45. It like terrified me for half a second of, am I, am I just going to be the guy that's just like, oh yeah, one day. Oh yeah. One day. Oh yeah. One day. And next thing you know, you're, you're freaking 50, you're 60, you're 70. So I think then I had to kind of cool down and give myself a break because <laughs> I'm like, I'm working 60, 70 hours a week. And, and, you know, and there's, there's, time well, and everything. you and I, uh, you specifically came up with an idea and I think it's going to help. And also, uh, you know, Copper John's, I think that's going to benefit both our lives and all, you know, there's so many plans. That's why I was talking about as long as you stay focused on what the end goal is, the trials, the hardships, all that make everything okay. Because, what we're going through is just a stepping stone. And I think you have to go through those issues to appreciate what you have later on. Yeah. And like I was telling you before, like Candace and I really do believe that we might be going through these things to appreciate not only what we have, but remember where we came from so that we always help others. Because mm -hmm. my goal is really to help others. And, and it always has been. And I think, or not I think, but I hope I'd never forget that what I want to do now. And so I don't lose sight and I don't think I will, but no, you won't. And I have, I have a, an awesome group of friends, you and Candace, and that will help me and remind me. And, uh, but the thing that keeps you humble is gratitude. I keep going yeah. back to that and, and just being grateful every day for what you have and showing that yeah. expressing that. I think that kind of rounding out this, even all the different million topics that we talked about <laughs> and, so and knowing, knowing that we're going to go on to part three of 21 self-destructive habits. Um, the, the, the thought that I keep having coming back to is that like, though we talk about these things and we talk about the different things that you and I think we need to improve ourselves on or any like maybe unsolicited advice that we're giving by having a freaking podcast. The thing is, is that as long as you're trying, I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of voices out there that are telling you you're not making it if you're not insert, you know, douchey alpha answer here. Right. I think as long as you are trying and you are, even if you're trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing, like you're, you're trying, like we've all had moments where we haven't tried. And I'm sure we all look back at those and regret the time that we lost there. So my, my unsolicited advice to end this is that give yourself a break, pat yourself on the back when you deserve it and try again tomorrow. Like if you failed today, try again tomorrow because I mean, it's, there's already enough criticism in the world pointing at us all the time in a million different directions. The last thing you need to do is giving it to yourself. In I, love that. I absolutely love that. Um, one thing that I've learned and I've had to continue reminding myself is you're trying you're mm -hmm. not that means you're not a bad person yeah i mean you're trying to be better you're trying to be a better father a better husband a better colleague a better worker a better whatever you're trying it you're trying mm -hmm. you're a good person and we all have our faults and we all have our issues but 
doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you make a mistake. No. No. And I say these things. (laughs) Shut your mouth. You just you just out it you just out it you just backing to everybody who knows. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, buddy. I know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good timing. <laughs> well, oh, geez. Well, next week we are gonna have we're gonna be back on our ask an expert um segment that we 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 are doing. Um, that'll be a really good one. And then we will have part three of 21 self-destructive habits the week after. <laughs> so and probably part four after that. <laughs> yeah, because we'll probably only make it through like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Please uh, tell your friends uh, to start listening to us. We're just, we're just trying to make a difference in people's lives. <laughs> Mainly mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay bye have a great day guys thank you thank you so much for listening guys it means the world to us if you have a chance please give us a five-star review as well as write something a little purdy in there so that we know that you know that we know that you care anyway have a great day guys i like that you can redo it without laughing that was good